0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining Biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thanks for joining us today. This is our last stop in 2 Peter Chapter 1. We've been here for a while, but there's a lot to mine in this chapter. I'm going to entitle this episode The Prophetic Word, and as we begin, I want to tell you a true story about an encounter with, I believe, was the demonic uh, several years ago. Uh, Back in, I forgot what decade it was, it was many years ago, I was a volunteer with a group called the Spiritual Counterfeits Project. It's an evangelical group that basically deals a lot with New Age-type movements, uh, cults, and the occult, and since I was um, head over heels into the New Age movement, wasn't even called that at the time, and God redeemed me out of that, I felt a certain obligation to try to give back from the grace that I've been given to try to help others find their way out of that. So in any case, I was one of two volunteers with the Spiritual Counterfeits Project in Florida, and when a family had a family member or a loved one or a friend who is head over heels into the occults, uh, the occult, the cults, or some kind of New Age movement, uh, they would call on us to see if we could meet with them and hopefully uh, share some common sense and some spiritual sense with them. And I was asked to visit a young physician in Jacksonville, Florida. I didn't live anywhere near Jacksonville, but we were visiting family members up in Jacksonville. So we set up a meeting. I met with this young physician who was very bright, and I realized physicians have to be bright to get through medical school. This guy was very bright, and he was exceptionally well-connected to the spiritual world and it, and it didn't have anything to do with Jesus Christ. One of the things you have to realize when you're dealing with people who have really tapped in, and I'm not talking about a lot of the phony kind of New Age uh, gurus out there just trying to make a buck. This young physician was dead serious. He had connected with the spiritual world. He had no problem believing in miracles and all types of things that Christians believed in. It just wasn't for him, because he found the same thing as much or more in what I would call the dark side, but it was appearing as light to him. And so this is a a rather delicate conversation going back and forth, because he said, well, okay, well, that's fine for you, but this is what I've found. This is what I've discovered. These are the truths that I'm learning, and this and that. And there was really no way to pin him down, because he was experiencing spiritual life. It was from the dark side. It wasn't revealed to him that way, and then finally... I asked him a question, and by the way, you should know even a lot of cults are trained that if they're presented with a question they can't answer, they're supposed to split. And this man wasn't in the cults. He was in the occult and didn't know it. But I asked him this question. I asked, by what standard do you have to evaluate whether or not the experiences that you've encountered are genuine or false. You don't have anything to base that on. How do you know you're not being deceived? And he politely just stood up, put money on the table for whatever coffee or tea we were drinking and left because that was the unanswerable question. He was experiencing deep and powerful spiritual things, but he had no standard by which to evaluate them. And the standard, St. Peter tells us in this second epistle of his, chapter one, starting in verse 19, and we have the prophetic word made more sure you would do well to pay attention to this as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. First of all, you must understand this, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by impulse of man, but men moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm just going to be rather blunt today. I'm going to have a couple of shocking statements, but it is my concern, rather deep concern, that many Catholics, and I'm not talking about those who show up for Mass every couple of months and don't pray and um, don't practice their faith and hit and miss and everything. No, I'm talking about faithful Catholics. I'm concerned that many, many faithful Catholics are at this moment, prone to end-time deceptions. Why? For the same reason that that young physician I talked to in Jacksonville, Florida. They don't have an absolute rock-solid, 100% guaranteed sure standard by which to evaluate those experiences in, say, like apparitions, Marian apparitions, personal prophecies, and this is the reason why. It's my observation, and it's been repeated constantly, is that I've seen, and again, I'm emphasizing good people here, they try to fit Scripture, which they have kind of Uh, a foggy understanding, but a general knowledge that certain scriptures apply to the end times, let's say. And they know more about various apparitions or prophecies, or even prophecies and apparitions being reported on the internet. So they try to fit the scripture into this private revelation. And because They're making the private revelation the primary driver of their knowledge of what's happening in our world, what's going to happen in our our world. They are prone to be led all over the place because you can't take Scripture and just try to wedge it into something you already believe. You take Scripture, make that your basis, and then begin evaluating things like Marian apparitions, personal prophecies, internet claims for this or that. There was an entire series on Catholic television that deviated from Scripture and the Catechism of the Catholic Church, even though both were quoted. Scripture was quoted, Catechism was quoted, but they were wedged into something preconceived rather than the other way around. And bottom line, If you're taking personal prophecies or especially unapproved apparitions and not trying to evaluate them from the standpoint of Scripture as well, and I'm talking about when Scripture, not your own judgment of Scripture, but as understood by the apostles and tradition of the church, you are absolutely playing with fire. So here's a radical statement of the day, and I'll probably get in trouble for this, okay. For me, Fatima, which I do believe is genuine, but I believe Fatima is genuine because the church has validated it and has recognized that Fatima is in harmony with Scripture and tradition. Now, here's the radical part. Otherwise, I wouldn't find the miracle of the sun witnessed by 70,000 people convincing in itself, and I realize that puts me (laughs) a little bit on the sidelines compared to most people. But you have to be aware that there are such a thing as counterfeit miracles. Uh, Moses was doing miracles in front of Pharaoh to try to convince him, but the Egyptian magicians were doing counterfeits right after Moses did a real one. St. Paul warns us, In 2 Thessalonians 2, in a passage that's been removed from the lectionary, says this, the coming of the lawless one will be by the activity of Satan with all power and pretended signs and wonders. So if you're taking demonstrations, mighty demonstrations, astounding miracles, as your starting point, and then try to wedge it into some type of scriptural teaching, you can be deceived. That's the wrong way to go about it. And it says that because people are following these things, God will send upon them a strong delusion to believe what is false. So we need to be careful. There are demonic displays of power that ape or mimic or are counterfeits to the true? And how do we evaluate? Just because it's a great demonstration of spiritual power? Well, this young physician who was in the occult, he had all kinds of demonstrations of occult power, but it was from the evil one. It wasn't from the Holy Spirit. And people assume because they're Christians and somebody uh, sprinkles a little catechism or scripture Over a demonstration that's not evaluated, particularly it's not evaluated by the church, they're prone to trouble. Jesus himself warned, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Lo, I have told you beforehand, Jesus Christ, Matthew 24, 24, remember that. And St. Peter said, again, 2 Peter 1.19, we had the prophetic word made sure. You would do well to pay attention to this as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. You begin with the foundation of a knowledge of Scripture as taught by the apostles, as understood by the church. And then you can consider and evaluate apparitions and perhaps even dig deeper into the wells of Scripture. Jeremiah says about the false prophets, Jeremiah 23, 16, the Lord of hosts says, "'Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds.'" And 2nd Peter says the same thing, 2nd 2 Peter 2:21. Because no prophecy ever came by the impulse of man. That's the false prophets, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. What is the origin? And it's very difficult, if not impossible, and the difficulty of discerning between the true and false, that difficulty will increase as we get closer and closer to the end of times. So something like studying Second Peter, we can learn that the transfiguration is a prime prophecy of the Parousia or the second coming of Christ. This is where our knowledge of what has happened, what is happening in our midst and will occur can be built on a rock solid foundation. But otherwise you have to be very careful. And as Jeremiah said in chapter 23 and verse 28, let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, says the Lord, verse 29 of Jeremiah 23, is not my word like fire, says the Lord, like a hammer which breaks the rock's in pieces. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 296 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.